Welcome to Season 2 of the 52 Weeks Podcast. A series where four people come together to dream big, start small, and act daily. Hey guys, this is Meredith. This year, I want to kill it at learning the guitar and make yummy recipes. Why, hello! Steph here in 2021 is going to be my year to run faster, eat all the veggies, and read more than ever before. I'm Heidi, a new addition this season, and I'm excited to be here. This year, I'm slowing down, showing more gratitude, and embracing the whole spectrum of real life. I'm the base of the podcast, Josh. This year, I want to have a failure each day and achieve my goals for my company, JP Couture. Make sure to subscribe so you don't have FOMO. Welcome, guys. Week 39. And it's September 13th. Wrapping up the weekend. I feel like the weekend's gone. It's past. (laughs) Wrapping it up. Too far. Too long ago. I would love for Monday to be part of the weekend. Sadly, sadly. (laughs) I was just hoping for another Monday holiday. I would love that. So we do have a guest today, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into how everybody did on their goals. Let's start with Steph. You guys, my overall plummeted. Oh, no. So for my weekly, I got 56%. And do you want to know why? Because Saturday and Sunday, I could care. (laughs) (laughs) You need some of those days. I would say five out of seven (laughs) days is a majority, though. So Um, (laughs) so then that made my overall now at 67.87%. But I still have done 281 habits. So here's my question. Do you feel guilty about that Saturday and Sunday? No, I mean, honestly, I know it's going to be progress to get... I'm looking for the overall. Good. Um, So that's what I'm happy to hear you say. Here's the thing is, if I didn't have this to keep me going with the overall thing, then it would be a lot longer before getting back into things. Before, that would have been like... Yeah, it would have like derailed me for a bit. For so, a long time, yeah. Yeah. So I don't feel that. And I just I've realized like this week certain things that I need to put in play. Like even how I put on Wednesday in play of, okay, I need to pack my lunch and put out my clothes. I didn't do those. And then it was late. So it's just those mm-hmm. I'm learning. You Still know? working on yep. it. Mm-hmm. So some habits are hard to break. Your mm-hmm. overall is that like overall for the month, overall for all time, Total. overall yeah, uh, for everything since you started the app. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I mean, I was so close to seventy-five. I mean, I was at seventy-five <coughs> percent, and then went down to sixty-seven. But that's okay. I'm okay with the D close. right now. I'll get up to that C, and then to that B, it's habits. Yep. So it is habits, and I think that's something I have to remember about this tracker is that it's not just it's not just a checklist of saying you've done something mm. for a couple weeks. It's something that eventually will become a permanent thing in your life. Yeah, and like this is a it, like all my stuff. It's not really like oh, take your clothes to go get them hemmed or like I don't know. It's nothing right. like that. It, it is like make my bed. You know those daily little mm-hmm. daily things. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, do you want to talk about any of those individually, or you just want to talk about them overall? How did you? Um, I don't break feel them like up? there's anything individually to specifically talk about with it, but okay. All right, Heidi, how was yours? Uh, I'm I'm one for four. Good. <laughs> I didn't write a daily gratitude. I didn't write the thank you notes, and I'm not caught up in my journal. But 
I did finish my BYU t-shirt quilt. So, ta-da. Do you have that, pictures? Uh, no, I don't think I do. Oh, were you excited gosh. about their win? I was very excited about their win. Yeah. Were you there? Maybe that's, maybe that's, maybe they won because I finished my quilt. It's <laughs> been it a to-do list item for probably those entire nine years. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, super excited about the win. Got the quilt finished. I still have to put the binding on, but I like cut out all the shirts, put all the sashing on, tied it. And then on the back side, I put t-shirts from my like childhood from the from the rest of my life the, the life that's not BYU uh-huh oh. the, all that other stuff is on the back so nice. the so front cool. one side is very themed very navy blue and royal blue the other is like all sorts of random stuff but fun is it super heavy no um no it's pretty thin I mean the batting's pretty thin it's not big there's only 12 shirts on the front oh, okay. and 12 on the back and so not too bad. Gotcha. Congratulations Thanks. on that. And congratulations on the win. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and so now I'm home, and I will do those other things, you know, this yeah. week. Because <laughs> when did you get back from Nevada? Saturday. Oh, okay. So you've been In time for, for the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Steph? I just thought of something to add. I finished another book, guys. And you yeah, finished yeah. what? And I finished Walk Across Egypt, and my mom told me there's a movie with GTT. Oh, nice. My favorite nice. crush. So now I have the reward. <laughs> movie night. She didn't tell me that before because she thought I would watch the movie, and okay. she was right. I so. love her that she knows you so well. <laughs> <laughs> I was proud of that. that was, I was like, there was something great out of Did this Did you one. really like the book? I mean, it she it was talked about a lot of her cooking, so it made you hungry, oh. like for oh. home cooking, like, she, like cooking. She described everything. Cooking in Egypt, that kind of what? No, it, it really doesn't have anything to do with Egypt. Okay. It's like a grandma, people coming and visit. She cooks stuff, but okay. But anyways, I know we need to get going, but I just no, I thought of that. So. That's a win. Yeah. Finishing books is always good. Yeah. All right, Joshua, how was your week? So my week was good. Um, my overall jumped up. Two percent, which mm. is good. Is it onward? Um, I was telling stuff uh, the other night at her um, Sunday fun day party. Um, <laughs> like I have a hard time tracking it. I'm um, mm. like I just gotta set like set alarm for like five minutes, like right where I know most of the time I would be in bed, because then I would just like oh yeah I gotta do this. Because do you have your phone on when you do it? Because I love the ding that it gives me. It's like that gratification of <laughs> when you mark it off. Yeah. <laughs> so depending on what I'm doing that night, my phone might be on silent. So I don't get uh, that ding. The ding is all <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what one thing I like about the habit tracker? I have a, for my guitar practicing one. To, it, you can set the reminder based off of a location. And oh, so when I'm driving home from work, when I get within... Oh, like yeah. a quarter of a mile, like it senses the address. It knows my location, right? So it will pop up as soon as I get home. That's a really cool feature of it. Go and what is it like to be like, once you get home, do this? Uh-huh. Or, okay. or or it'll just pop up and say, practice the guitar, because it knows that I'm close to my location. Yeah. How precise? Is that your home or could it be like in your bed the, I, it's the home, <laughs> sadly. Okay. I mean, it when you be, get in bed, maybe you could get the longitude latitude twelve in more there. inches, and then I'm gonna ding. <laughs> and I'm sure you could tighten like within one foot of okay. my apartment, but 
still. I didn't think so. I just thought it would be funny. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> um, I do think it's funny that you have to create a habit to have track habitually it? track your yeah, exactly. habits. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, me, are you done? Do you want to talk about anything specific? No. So, uh, yeah, I do, actually. Um, <laughs> so, basically, I I come to a conclusion that I, I've, I'm very bad at self-discipline, but good at discipline. Like and so I want to work around. at self-discipline. <laughs> what? I actually think this is something we're all probably it, very yeah. Tell me more. messed up Yeah. So discipline is more of a long-term thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have a long-term goal, like this year I want to do five hikes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's like, okay, I have this. I spread it out. That's like discipline. Like mm-hmm. you have a long-term goal. Blah, blah, blah. Self-discipline is like I can't eat candy. You're right. Like, I have really bad self-discipline because if it's if it's there, I'm like, hmm, one won't hurt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Today I took that so different. How did you take it? When you said the difference between like self-discipline and discipline, one to me is more optimistic. One is more negative. So discipline is like you idiot. Oh. I can't believe you didn't do this again making yourself feel very bad that you didn't do it but self-discipline is more of a positive aspect of being like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna put this to the side so i can accomplish this then i can get to my reward Mm -hmm. i don't know did anybody else think about i didn't think about it that well when you describe self-discipline the example you gave sounded like self-restraint like not eating the candy right but maybe there are other examples I'm just using it because it's there. Oh, because he's eating candy. <laughs> if you can't hear the bring it for the rest of us. Oh yeah, it's a good point. But I see what you. I see what you're saying. But I just took it so different. Like the discipline is very mm-hmm. negative. Like, no, you're so bad. I can't mm. believe it. I didn't get perfection. I didn't, you know, kind of that um, disciplining yourself because yeah. you didn't get it. But self-discipline, I think, almost even comes the before. Like self, just the way I translate self-discipline as being, like talking yourself through like it. Like preparatory? Yeah. And hmm. so when you when you said it was long-term, like over a span, to me that self-discipline is that you're, over a long period of time, you're disciplining. Yourself and, you, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. So now that you've made that realization, how will you change? Well, I mean, knowing of your faults is like half the battle, right? Uh-huh. So now that I like, because uh, I've had the, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really good at like these little like rules. I just know that like, or if something fun comes around, I'm like, ah, I will just stay awake, you know, and then get my stuff done. Like, I, I will sacrifice sleep to have fun. Um, but I'm like, okay, I know that I have an issue with this. And so now that I I realize that, unfortunately, at this point of my life, um, I will probably, like, I will step back when I have those opportunities. I'm like, okay, is this a self-discipline thing? I really actually just need to say no. That's hard. It's hard. It's very hard. Yeah. Self-discipline is hard. Yeah. Here, let me help you say no to your candy. No. That's <laughs> not a You can have something if you want. 
I did see on Instagram that you posted <coughs> pictures for JP Couture. Yeah. So that is good. I've, I have, uh, my goal is to do three business posts a week, which is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And who was that inspired by? <laughs> Me. No, I thought it was... Morgan, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have I to thought, get... I thought we have Steph to, was... I thought it was Steph, yeah. yeah. We, get, we have to get our Morgan shout-out. Yeah, that's true. That great idea. And you know what's funny is um, Morgan has said it. I've heard it from other marketers and... It's kind of like, wow, it's just like everybody is like really on the same page on this. And it's just kind of like, because I'm, I don't want to release things if it's not perfect, um, just because I know like my grammar is not the best. And so I sit there and reread it and reread it and reread it just to making sure that everything's good before I release it. Um, and so. You should sign up for Grammarly. I am. Okay. But even with the Grammarly, free one. I mean, I'm, yeah. there's some I'm parts with Josh just... where, like, Grammarly can't fix my grammar all the way. You know, like, there's <laughs> certain things that it can help, but oh, sometimes. Sweet. Well, and it's funny because I would write something in Grammarly and send it over to an editor, and I was paying this editor mm -hmm. t money to edit my feature, my website, and stuff, and he would, like... He would come back to me, okay, well, this is wrong because of this rule. Mm -hmm. I really like that fact that you explain rules mm -hmm. to me. I'm like, oh, interesting. And so, yeah, and that's still going through Grammarly or whatever, yeah. But Most of the time, Grammarly just tells me to put in that uh, comma. Comma? What's it called? Mm -hmm. The... The college comma is what the I The Oxford comma? Oxford comma. I love the Oxford comma. Yeah. <laughs> is that like a comma and? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, uh, and so I've been three times in a row consecutively on that, so. Yeah. And then I already have the post for Wednesday, and tomorrow I'll do the post for Friday. So... Sweet. As long as I keep it up, like, up ahead of time, I think I'd be good. Like, a week ahead. Mm -hmm. See that? Self-discipline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Anything else on your goals this week? No, but if uh, something comes up, I'll chime in. Do it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, so, I was sick last week. You can still kind of hear it in my voice. <clears throat> <coughs> that was not for dramatic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really to clear my voice. Uh, right, so right. I did not do any of my goals. Any. Uh, any at all. Mm. Okay. I may have flossed. I didn't name a floss. I'm not going to lie. I was <laughs> too sick to... That makes it sound like I was on my deathbed. It was not COVID. How refreshing to just have a cold. Just a normal, good old-fashioned yeah. cold. And I could feel... Um, so I had gone into work on Tuesday, but it was Tuesday evening that it, like, really hit me. And so I was out... Um, what, Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Friday I worked from home, but my, we had two events this weekend that my boss was like, I really want you to consider not going to. And I was like, nope, I'll have COVID. And it's cold, only lasts three days, I'm going. <laughs> and it was very nice. It was so refreshing not to freaking have COVID messing things up. So I did spend the day in um, Star Valley and if anybody needs a four-hour drive, Star Valley's beautiful <laughs> right now. So the 
Is it the fall colors? Yeah, they're really? coming out. Oh. oh, they were. It was so pretty. Star Valley is already pretty, but yeah. So I got to work low to job, but because of that, I didn't do any of my goals. So there's the short little spill for me. Um, so we don't have Chelsea here yet. I haven't heard from her. So let's just keep talking. <laughs> you got it. To do our do this week's goals. Here? Let's do it. Yeah. Steph, you want to start? Yeah. So I'm just going to continue to focus on my habits, but I want to get to 75% for my week. And I feel like that's doable. So I'm just going to make a conscious effort of before I do anything else for the night, I need to check my tracker and see what I need to check off. I really liked what we said last week about that minute when you get home Mm -hmm. from work makes all the difference. Yes. And that minute coming home, checking your tracker and being like, this is what I'm going to do at that time Mm -hmm. could make a big difference, you know? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So that's um, because I I feel, feel like they are becoming more and more habitual, but I just I want to make sure that I focus more on the time and place when I do something about mm-hmm. what he was talking about in atomic habits of having like a time and place for your habits so yeah. and I am taking a week staycation so <laughs> are you <laughs> yeah so I love Friday, it this is the next week so I plan to get a ton of stuff done um and relax but just like a bunch of my notable peeps podcast edited i need to go on six hikes you know mm-hmm. so it'll be a good time love it um i am just keeping the ones from last week that from the one from the last two weeks that are the same i haven't gotten done so uh the gratitudes the thank yous and catching up in the journal that's all Pretty. I'm gonna continue. My my goal is to get a C plus this this <laughs> week. Um, hey, way to outdo me! I just wanted to. Oh, did you go C? Well, isn't seventy five no. just C? No, that's a C plus. Oh. Seventy is a C. Oh, okay. Oh, above seventy five is a C plus. I forget teacher over here. Yeah. I, I can B-. break it down for you if you want. <laughs> Depending on how you. many assignments you have and how many they're worth, <laughs> <laughs> are, do some way more than others because they're worth more. No, I was just doing this. I'll get out my red pen. Red pen. Mm-hmm. There Love we go. The red pen. I hated the red pen. I bought a red pen just to mess with people. <laughs> um, so I'm going to do uh, C plus <clears throat> with my daily trackers I have on there currently, and then I need to. Uh, so I want to set up, uh, sign up for Kamaga, uh, like an hour class. But one of my buddies said you're going to have to be really in shape, and I'm like, well, wait for what? <laughs> wait, he just said, he said he told you were you in shape. Oh, enough. yeah, I'm not in shape enough. Like for that's it. like self defense or some. Yeah, but it's like intense self defense. It's like so it, Israel, yeah. uh, their um, okay. military has taught it. It's like, because you have a lot of... I've um, heard about it. It's really intense, uh-huh. so I shouldn't sign up. So you like, totally should. You could do it. <laughs> I was complaining because my... Josh can do it. You could do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was complaining to my buddy. I'm like, yeah, you have like the karate and then you have um, 
uh, Tai Chi, which I tried Tai Chi out this year. And I'm like, (coughs) (laughs) you go through these motions and just it teaches you like balance and motion. And I'm like, I get that. But I just want to learn like how How to to do stuff. Not like I want to learn more like better like pressure points and um, I can fight decent. Like I know a little boxing and stuff like that, but I just want to have a little bit more stuff for my tool belt. And so uh, he suggested Krav Maga. I'm like, Mm. all right. So I looked one up and they have like an hour class intro class for like 20 bucks. Okay. I'm like, that's not bad. Yeah. And then after that, it's like $100 a month. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I don't know if I should start working out, like, intensely now, then go, or just go and get my butt kicked. I'll probably just go and get my butt They probably kicked. won't jump you, like, while, as you step in the door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's like, I think your butt will be kicked because they're going to work you hardcore, not because somebody's going to kick your butt. Yeah. I think both. I do think <laughs> both, a- but... I had a roommate who was boyfriend did it, and if he could do it, you could do it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not my favorite person. All right, cool. But Yeah, in that case, I'm going to do it this week. Okay, give me a full report. That's yeah. <laughs> I've wanted to take self-defense classes for ages, ages, but it's just never been something that I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to spend all my money on that. And so I'm creating a 40 before 40 list. have a few years, not quite mm-hmm. there yet. But I thought about putting, you know, some sort of self-defense, not just like one class, because you take it, yeah. you forget it, yeah. you move on, right? I mean, I've taken several one class yeah. free things here and there, right? But like actual, some sort of actual training. Um, so go go experience that. Let me yeah, know. like what I think is going to be, because um, it's more like real world situations that okay. they train you for. like. Well, he mentioned he's uh, the guy I was talking to. He was a sniper in the army, and he's like, we get taught that in military. And he's like, the good thing about it is it teaches you how to um, fight multiple people at once. Okay. If so, if you get jumped by three or four people, it teaches you how to move along and be able to take care of disarm that. disarm that and sweet yeah That's i'm like because in typically i mean you'll have multiple people like i was in the hospital for an injury i can't remember which um and my roommate uh, i'm just laughing because he has had a lot like you broke your legs on the motorcycle her arm, something. Yeah, I broke my arm. Yeah, broke it was my like, leg, yeah. Well, both knees. And <laughs> yeah. What? I was in the U. I think it was for my elbow. <laughs> this is when I broke my elbow. Yeah, I think it was an elbow. And so he actually was at the Sundance Film Festival, and he, um, some people, uh, they were drunk and they were messing with his wife, mm. and they poured beer on her, like in an open cup and just like this. And he got pissed, and so he started like getting in front of him, and three of them just beat him up. Like they kicked him on the ground and stuff like that. And so that kind of comes up up into my mind in altercations. Hmm. It's hard for me not to imagine Jackie Chan, <laughs> like 
being lying on the ground and all of a sudden he's like and they're all laying down yeah he was my roommate for a night in a morning Jackie Chandles. Yeah, that's no. what I was. Yeah, I know. I, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> that guy. That's my dream. We were kinda, like, <laughs> it was kind of cool. We were on the same like schedule in regard to like getting pain meds, going to sleep, and waking up off of pain meds. And so. <laughs> Strange thing about me when I was a teenager, I was obsessed with Asians. Angels. <laughs> Asians. Oh, Asians. <laughs> same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just was. I just loved them. They were so handsome. Huh. <laughs> They're not really. Okay. Meredith. <laughs> well, I mean, like, they aren't as... When you're a teenager, are the same things attracted to you now as they were when you were... A JTT is still attracted yes, yeah. to you. Who is that? Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Thomas. Home oh, improvement. Wow. <laughs> cool time. Josh. <laughs> the Santa Claus movie. <clears throat> not the Santa Claus, but one of them. I'll be home for Christmas. Yep, that one. Yeah. Do you own that? Which one? Is that the middle guy? The what? The middle guy? Yeah. He was on... Um, I guess I'm slightly relieved he doesn't know who the cute one was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just remember the um, his assistants. Oh, Al. Heidi. Yeah. Oh, oh, Heidi. Of course you remember <laughs> Heidi. More true to form there. Not me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I not would yet. not have been able to say her name. Okay, so I think it's my turn. Are we done with the JTT? <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I'm going to keep mine because I didn't do mine from last week. Meredith I just dropped her phone. Yeah, I don't and know if you guys trying to get it that. up. Um, okay, so continue with uh, 90 ounces of water, um, doing my morning, just doing a 30-minute walk every day, keeping the sleeping routine and getting 8,000 steps and playing the guitar. I do have a guitar lesson this week. I'm very excited with somebody in person. (laughs) Um, So that will be my week, basically. And I added gratitude. I need to do that because I've been a negative Nancy the last little bit. So we will improve. We will use (laughs) self-control for my week. So I mean, my my percentages are pretty sad. I'm at 50, and that's with a whole week of not doing anything, so that's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's not that for a whole week of not doing anything to be at 50. Yeah. yeah. Isn't bad. I do like this, too, at the top where these little icons are. You can pick, okay, that's my walking one. Mm-hmm. Look, oh, this is exactly what I've done. And then there's an overall one, so. Okay, I'm going to introduce Chelsea, and um, you've got a few. <laughs> I was like, I should have chocolate. So one. here are some quick basic facts that I know about Chelsea. <laughs> she comes from a very large family. I'm not sure of the number of siblings. But, um, so she is a clinical social worker. Is that how you call it? Mm-hmm. A okay. licensed clinical social worker. Licensed clinical social worker. She is the coolest aunt to all of her nieces and nephews from her very large family. And I would call her a mountain explorer. Anytime I want to know where she is, she's camping, hiking, boating, whatever she can in the mountains. <laughs> so we're going to talk to Chelsea today because this last weekend she achieved a pretty big goal of hers. She did the half marathon this last weekend 
um, the Revel. Is that what it's called? Uh, Big Revel. Okay, Big Revel. So, tell us about your experience. Yeah, so this was actually my third half marathon, but my biggest goal with this one is I wanted to... So with my first one, I really hurt my knee, so I wanted to train correctly that I didn't hurt my knee and that I would continue to keep running. Um, so Steph helped me out, and I started working with Steph's running coach. We met her once on this podcast. Yes, she's Sweet. the best. Um, and overall, it was really good. I didn't get the time that I wanted, but I had a lot of little successes that I still will call it a win. Good. We're going to come back to those because that's actually one of my questions later. But um, so when did you decide you wanted to run this half marathon? Well, I had initially signed up last year and then COVID ruined all of our lives. So I decided to run this half marathon in May of this year in 2022. And you said you ran two other ones? Mm -hmm. Or were they the same ones? No, my first one I ran was the Provo Haunted Half, which is down Provo Canyon, and then the second one I did was the Riverton Half. In comparison, is this one harder, easier? For me, it was significantly harder. I was not anticipating the downhill to be as hard on my body as it was. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, it was harder than the other two I did. I've never run that much downhill. Yeah, I did Ogden Canyon. And that's downhill as well. Mm-hmm. And that um, kind of killed my knees. Yeah, yeah. The downhill is hard. Big Revel starts at 8,000 elevation and you end at 4,000, oh, wow. which wow. was really validating for why <laughs> the downhill was much harder than I anticipated. Yeah. So. Is, it, is it pretty, like, doable, or do you feel like you're on a pretty steep... Um, I think with this half marathon, I was so focused on my knee because I just had hurt it so bad after that first one that I don't think I prepared as well for the downhill as I think I had expected that I had been preparing. Mm -hmm. So I would say it is pretty steep, but if I would have done more downhill runs and practiced the pressure on my upper legs, I think I would have been fine. Mm -hmm. So. So what have been kind of your steps along the way to achieving this goal? that you put into place? Mm-hmm. Um, my steps were looking at um, just the time frame. I needed to have enough time to prepare for it. And then contacting Steph, because I knew she was working with her running coach. Um, and then I met with my running coach every week and followed her plan. But truthfully, there were definitely weeks that I didn't do as well with following her running plan just with life and so I would say my biggest thing was coming back to my initial goal and what I wanted to accomplish Um, and not and working with my frustration because I often I kept getting frustrated during my training because I what I didn't feel like I was running as fast as I used to before and so I kept coming back to this idea that I was only competing against myself and who I was the day before and to just keep doing better each day so I'm taking notes. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't heard about your experience with this race. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said that you got two minutes faster. And when you texted me, what was it? 
once I got to the mouth of the canyon. So once I got to the mouth of the canyon, it was pretty flat at that point. Uh-huh. And I was listening to an app that Big Gravel has, so I knew how many how long my miles were as I was going, uh-huh. and I instantly cut off two miles or two minutes off my mile, which is why I guess I knew my training just uh-huh. was good, but not. I'd focus probably on the wrong, not the wrong thing, but probably didn't focus on all of the things. But something I was really proud of is my time that it was estimating I was going to be at versus the time I finished at. I finished 20 minutes faster than what they were in, what the app was initially telling me. Oh. So I decided that that's, that's pretty impressive that I was able to cut 20 minutes yeah. off in general. So, and I... Um, sprinted to the end which I was also proud of myself for that because I've worked on sprints a lot through this last training process and my knee has not hurt once since recovering which again that's huge yeah huge yeah so, so have you, do you feel like, so with our, with Melody, we've been doing 80-20, and so yes. Sophie and I have been running together, and um, so like... 80-20, like you are running for 80% and then walking 20, or what's the 80-20? 80% in like your zone two. Oh, okay. And which then, is a lower heart rate zone. Yeah, okay. and then, which sometimes you have to walk to stay in it, uh-huh. right? And then 20%. In your higher ones. And the 20... Oh, okay. The, the lower heart rate zone really builds your endurance and the upper two build your speed, right? Yeah, so did you see a difference with that? Yes, I did. Be, I With my other two half marathons I've run, I've always done better at the first and then I pooped out at the end. But I think being downhill and a, on a flatter surface, I think it increased my speed. But I also had great stamina the rest of my my last four miles, and the fact that I was able to sprint and not want to puke at the end, yeah. I think spoke a lot to it, too. So. That's exciting. Yeah. I just it blows my mind anybody who can run thirteen miles straight. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, Steph, but I just believe that anybody can do it if you put. If you put in the time and the effort, you're, you're really only competing against yourself. So even if it takes you six hours to complete the 13 miles, that's more than somebody sitting on the couch is doing. Mm-hmm. And you I mean, you get better every day, too. What was your n- initial reason to start doing half marathons? Um, so when I turned 30, I did a 30 before 30 bucket list. Oh, you and Oh, you did that too? Yeah, loved it. You yeah. goal nerds, I love <laughs> it. Um, and as I was getting through that process, um, I just was reflecting on a friend who passed away um, about 10 years ago who was a runner when we were in high school yeah. together. And um, just to honor him and his 30th birthday, I decided to do a half marathon in October because it was the closest one to November when his birthday is. So that's what initially got me into running halves. Cool. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't mind. I injured my knee, and I'm like, I want to prove myself that I can do it. And then I did it, and I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. And I haven't done it again. (laughs) (laughs) No. Hey, but the fact that you did it. I mean, our bodies are stronger than we give them credit for. Yeah. So what are some realizations you had throughout, like, your training or even when you're running the half? I feel like there's things that we learn along the way, and I was just wondering if, like, you had some that that kept you going or made it easier for you to stay motivated, just kind of realizations. Yeah, uh, I would say a realization I had on the half, I was my second mile in, and I just was struggling on those first two miles, um, partly because of how I tied my shoes, and then I finally realized it. And I had a moment where I wanted to give up because I was so frustrated with how fat, how slow I was going. Um, 
and I would say that my biggest realization I had in that moment was how important it is to not give up because I I don't know that I don't know that I thought I was capable of sprinting at the end of a race or the fact that I cut off 20 minutes like those are even though my time wasn't the time I wanted and it was the worst time I've ever had on a half those are huge accomplishments that I made and through the training process I would just say consistency and um how much that not that black and white thinking helps of um like there were days that I didn't have time to do like a full run um so, so sometimes I wouldn't but then recognizing that just doing 10 minutes of walking around my office or speed walking was better than not doing anything at all and all of it is a little bit of progress to to your end goal mm-hmm. well and I remember having a conversation with you a couple of weeks ago about how it's like if it's to be, it's up to me. Mm-hmm. That it's you that's in charge of your your schedule, and you can't rely on other people or other people's like schedules. And that if it wants to be, and I think that's one of the hardest things that we have to come up with or go through is making goals. Is I'm a people pl- pleaser, and I like social stuff. But sometimes you have to sacrifice on the social stuff to be able to keep that goal and to discipline self-discipline mm-hmm. we were talking about discipline before so that's why that <laughs> uh, <popped up. laughs> josh said sense. some profound things actually didn't i did but i took it from my husband yeah <laughs> she <laughs> rolled with it i did <laughs> um so i guess we might have already kind of talked about this but what what's been your proudest accomplishments in your life or even just in this this half marathon because you had mentioned you had a few really mm-hmm. good things that you took as wins. What kind of things mm-hmm. were those, if you want to share those? Um, I mean, I would say there's lots of things that I'm proud of that I've accomplished, not only in this race, but in my life. Um, I have my master's degree. I've got a good career, and I love what I do. But I would say the thing that I'm most proud of is that I think I'm just finding that balance of just competing against myself and um, showing myself how capable I am of things. I think our minds are definitely trained. Well, it's a survival tactic. We're trained to think more negatively. Um, and I think that that holds a lot of us back a lot of the time. And so I think I've just realized that I'm capable of more. And I think each of us are capable of more than we give ourselves credit for. And so I would say it's those little things like that sprint at the end or the, the 20 minutes or the fact that I realized if I just sped walk down the mountain, I could keep going and I wasn't going to kill my legs. And um, today, you know, we're, we're more capable than we give ourselves credit for. Do you have a goal to do more like a full marathon or are you just wanting to just do that half? I mean, maybe. I, I feel like I need to keep training. I do want to do another half, and I think I might even do Big Revel again because I, I know I'm more capable of doing that downhill. I just need to – if I can train my knee to handle it, I can train my body and my mind to handle it too. I love it when we accomplish things and that they – you do it once and you're like, okay, I know what I'm going to do next time. Like you've already said that – if you had done more downhill training and worked on that, like you focused on your knee because the last time you did a marathon, that killed. Mm-hmm. So half marathon. So this time your knee doesn't hurt, but now you can do the next step, the next strengthening to make you that much better. Mm-hmm. And just those like 
personal somebody said in church yesterday they were like personal record and I just really love and you said it earlier you're only competing against yourself doing that PR that even watching the Olympics you they track three things they track the personal record the Olympic record and the world record and to watch those Olympic athletes running and beating their personal record was just as exciting as ever beating the world record or the Olympic record. And being able to use yourself as that strengthening tool and your own mind and building that up is so, it's cool. I think that's why we do goals. That's why we keep going. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, and I also love that just, you keep, you've said this a couple times that we're only competing with ourselves. And, and that's who we really have to beat, right? When we don't want to get out of bed or mm-hmm. we don't want to put on those running shoes or we don't want to go to bed or we don't, you know, <laughs> like all yeah. the biggest thing every day. <laughs> right? So, and, and it, if we compare ourselves with others, that's where we get in trouble and that's mm-hmm. where we start to get depressed and sad and overwhelmed and all of those things. I, I remember being in a race one time and this like 80 year old guy who was like speed walking was going faster than I was or like the pregnant mom pushing a stroller right and I was like I'm like 20 like how is this 85 year old just like zoop zoop zoop, you know and so I could be really upset about that and maybe I was but I could also be like but Heidi at least you're out here right Mm -hmm. and you're better now than you were three months ago before you you know signed up or, or whatever and so I think like you said I'm here, I'm not on the couch. Mm-hmm. And that's, right, or this is my personal record, like mm-hmm. Meredith was talking about, and so I'm beating my personal record. Because it's really about being the best that you can be, mm-hmm. and and that's not the best that someone else can be, in, right? right? Well, um, so when I shattered my knee after a motorcycle wreck, um, so I was in a family ward, and our bishop asked me, he's like, how you doing? And he's like, I just told him like, I gotta keep remembering to compare myself to not where I was before, but where I came from. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's really good. Like, that's really good because, because if I continually to compare myself to before the accident, I'm not comparing myself to an equal individual. Like, because didn't you have to have a cane for a bit? Yeah. Yeah. I went that's through. why. That's how I remember you. Wow. I, I did I have a cane? Well, yeah. I forgot You're like, about who is this kid with the cane? Yeah. <laughs> He's such a stud. In your suit, Yeah, I do remember that. I went biking with a cane, so I had my Camelback with my cane in it, and I would go biking just in case if I had to get off. I had my cane with me. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I would never have known either. Just watching you play soccer when we all played soccer together. Yeah, I would yeah, never like, have known. Well, even soccer, I I don't have a full like trust on my knee, mm-hmm. so I will take an extra step to stop. Mm. Oh, interesting. So that makes if sense. yeah, because I'm like I don't want to put so much pressure on it, but mm-hmm. it's like. I was surprised, like, going back to, you're surprised what your body do, can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just like, all right, well, I think my mind was the one that's holding me back, mm-hmm. not my leg. Mm-hmm. And so, 
Were you emotional when you crossed the finish line? I was emotional in a happy way. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just excited and I was grateful I didn't give up. And everything you guys are saying, I'm definitely relating to because I definitely watched older people speed walking past me. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is so stupid Rude. if they can do this faster. <laughs> like, what am I even, why am I even here? But as soon as I switched my thoughts, I, I, that's, I also sped up my speed walk too. But, um, I was just grateful I didn't give up because <laughs> I really did want to. <laughs> well, and as you're saying that, it's interesting because your training almost made you go slower, right? Mm-hmm. So there probably was a little bit of that frustration to be like, you know, Melody knows what she's talking about. I've got to stay in this heart rate. That old man is speeding past me. I know I could be running right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, controlling yourself to, one, trusting your trainer Mm-hmm. And and having faith in the program that she knows what she's doing, mm-hmm. but also um, just faith in the like patience in the the process. Like I could totally see that being frustrating, and being like, I want to run, I can sprint, but Daka, I gotta stay here. My heart rate tells me, I can't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or these are the two minutes I just have to pass him. You know, just that kind of whole. I think that's a life lesson, right? Yeah. God and everything, the last couple chapters in the <laughs> Doctrine and Covenants, <laughs> with like, God's got a plan, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Anyways, cheesy. It's good cheese, though. I like running is because there are so many symbolism mm-hmm. in life. Like, yeah, I was going to say, like, have, I mean, you talked about this a little bit, but lessons that you've learned, how have you applied them to, like, other goals or mm-hmm. other things you want to achieve or just day-to-day circumstances or experiences that you've had? I would say the biggest way I've applied them to other day-to-day things is just my negative self-talk. I think I can, we can be our own worst critic. Everybody, you hear that a lot. Um, and sometimes I'll get frustrated that maybe I don't know enough in one subject or whatnot, but I always know more than I did the day before because I kept trying. So I'd say that's probably the biggest way is just in my career. Yeah. We know about that negative self-talk, affirmations. Oh, we know about that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it can lead you down a dark path if you don't hop out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, again, bringing up Morgan, I, what he said was like, you know, I give myself one or two days in it, and it's like, out of it. Let's go. Let's, don't, let's not dwell in this place. So tell us more about your race. Like, I loved hearing about the first two miles and how you struggled. So mm-hmm. tell us about the whole experience. If you want to unload the whole thing and be like, okay, mile five, I could not find a bathroom. <laughs> I actually didn't have to pee, you guys. I know. Why do runners do that as a side note? Why do they do that when they run? They pee themselves. <laughs> they don't want to waste the time. It's worth the time. Yes. I know. I don't want to win a race that bad. I don't know me either. That kind of situation. <laughs> like set a PR with how fast you can pee or something. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, so my first two miles... My first mile, I didn't, they had to start going uphill. I didn't anticipate that. Have you done that half stuff? Yeah, the hill that goes. Yeah, they have you start going up and then you turn a corner to come down yeah. to join the marathon runners. So I got why they made us do it, but I didn't. Yeah. Was it a big hill? I mean, it was a hill. It was probably at least a quarter mile that they had us go okay. up. But 
Um, so the first mile, my shins were hurting, so I actually had stopped to tighten my shoes. But I tightened them so much that by the second mile, my feet were getting numb oh, and no. really, really hurt. So then I had to stop again to loosen them and was just like, trying to get them to wake up, essentially. Um, and then I, I was really frustrated, obviously, as I'm starting my third mile, because I've just done two miles that were significantly longer than I was anticipating running. Um, and all of a sudden, I looked over, and all these people were looking at this blasted moose and in my head I'm like <laughs> annoyed <laughs> that they're all stopping looking at a moose because being from Utah I mean we see moose all the time in the yeah. mountains and these people they were clearly from out of state because I could tell from what they were wearing they most of them were trying to do like a half marathon in every state or whatever and Utah was the empty one um, and so I just keep running because I'm like these people are so silly and then these two cute older women that were in pink they um, had stopped to see the moose and then somehow we had caught up to each other again and they asked me if um, I stopped to look at the moose and in my head I was like no because I don't need to look at a moose I see moose like every other day when I'm in the mountains <laughs> see she's a mountain explorer <laughs> and then they started telling me about how like the moose was sleeping and they could see the moose yawning <laughs> and how cute this little moose was and then I was annoyed I didn't stop to see the moose because my time I already knew it was going to be garbage um, but it was after talking to them that that's when I was able to switch my mindset. And I think it was a good reminder to me of how important it is to be present in what we're doing in that it's not always about the finish or there's there's little goals that can come along the way. Um, and that race was on September 11th and they started it with um, a moment of silence for to remember those who died 20 years ago. Um, but during that race, there were multiple people running with flags. And when I finally had gotten myself running, I got caught up to this lady who was carrying a flag who also had a picture of, um, it said it was her nephew that she was running for that had died serving in Afghanistan. And I think just as like we can more present and notice what was going on around me and notice the individual stories that we all brought to that race, I think it brought more meaning and more excitement when I did finish um, because we all had a story why we were there that day and um, some even had stories of why they wanted to run on that particular day as they carried our flag with pride, our nation's flag. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I mean, I've been, we should probably talk about 9-11 a little bit because like I have been so obsessed with that this last week, but we'll come back to that. I love oh, with that 9-11? Yeah. Yeah. But I really like with the moose how it, it is like where we can just be like, oh, I'm too busy for that. Or like, mm -hmm. why are you fools stopping? <laughs> I really did think that, you guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, you would think, but how everyone, yeah, just has their, and how it's even different. Like, for me, it's different <laughs> running by myself than it is with someone, right? Like, it's a lot more of an enjoyable experience when I have a friend or just mm -hmm. different I'm yeah. just thinking about that because I had a conference a work conference last week and some or two weeks ago some um, out-of-state co-workers came in mm -hmm. and I took them up the canyons and they saw two moose and or three and they were so thrilled so thrilled I mean we watched those moose for you know 15 minutes or something and again I was kind of like you like yeah yeah I mean I waited let you let them right. be excited right super excited I was like a moose to them is like a bear for me yeah. in Alaska, right? Yeah. Like all the residents are like, it's a bear. And I'm like, oh, slow down, you know? <laughs> so, but just the, the commonplace of it 
tends to make it less meaningful or less awe-inspiring. Oh yeah, moose. Unless we stop and like actually remember or like realize, refocus on the awesomeness of it, Mm -hmm. right? That this is a wild creature and it was so cute and (laughs) you know, whatever. I guess see through their eyes instead of the eyes of, oh yeah, moose. Mm-hmm. You can see those. Go to Silver Lake, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. And how much more they enjoyed that experience than us mm-hmm. being like, can we go now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I also think with that experience, as I've reflected on it, I think with goals, you get really caught up, or I get really caught up in the big picture of what my end goal is, mm-hmm. that you miss like the little milestones that you unintentionally reach along the way too and again that moment with the blasted moose is what shifted my perspective um and even as i reflect on that training it shifted to me to think about like those little milestones i hit along yeah. the training way too i read a quote once about uh, something about beauties along the path and so often i'm headed towards that goal the top of the mountain that check check mark i want to get off you know check off the whatever and and I, one time I was in Central America at some of the pyramids and, you know, grandiose pyramids, ancient history, all this kind of stuff. But there were these little <coughs> ants um, in a, that were walking in a line, right? So you could, and they had, um, they were each carrying a leaf that they had chewed off that was, you know, way bigger than them. We know that ants can carry like, I don't know, hundreds times, 10 times their weight or something like that. So there was just this, I mean, a very long, I mean, yards of ants in this little single file line carrying these like huge leaves comparatively, right? That was the most fascinating thing of the trip. I mean, Mm -hmm. the pyramid's cool, right? But these like little ants that were, you could see them. I took a little video and you could see these like leaves, you know, moving down the path And, and we miss it. We miss it when we're so, I miss it, when I'm so like, gotta get to the top, gotta get there quick, gotta get to the next thing, gotta get that check mark done, right? And I, we miss like everything else that's happening, all the other little beauties that are there um, that can lighten our load and make us happy and bring mm-hmm. joy and all of those things. I love it, that, that, that it was there and you were able to have that experience mm-hmm. so, so that your whole race was better after that. Yeah. So what was your bigger picture when you say, because you said it kind of switched, like the bigger overall goal or picture was, and then along the way it changed. So what was the overall, was it the time? Yeah, I wanted to beat my time for my first half marathon. And in my mind, I was going to beat it because it was downhill and everybody's like, oh, the downhill is going to push you to go faster. So when I wasn't beating it, I was mad Mm -hmm. (laughs) in all honesty, because I could tell after that second mile, there was no way I was going to catch up and be fast enough to beat that time. Um, so my perspective um, switched to, um, I'm trying to think how to phrase it, just not giving up really was one of what's the perspective and just being present in the moment, I would say, and just having those, um, having the small, wins and small gains and being present with the other runners that were there and even as I was driving here today it was a stressful day at work and I finally just put my phone to a place that I couldn't like see if notifications were coming um and just focused on what I was seeing on the road as I was driving and immediately noticed feeling a lot happier and more settled um 
so I would say that's where my perspective switched to just continuing to persevere through it. I mean, hearing you talk about this story, it makes me want to run. There's such an, an there's such a a feeling, and I've only done one one five k, so thirteen miles very different. But that moment when everybody like runs off together, and the people you see, the people you pass, the people you catch up to, and then the ending. Like, there's just such an environment that... I'm not a runner, but you're making me want to run a race. She did try to get me to run this with her, and I was like, no! (laughs) But um, let's talk about the finish line. What was it like? You said you sprinted, but, like, who was there for you at the end? What are more emotions you had at the end? Uh, so a detail I left out of this race is that it actually started downpouring on us. Oh, oh right. Yeah. It was raining that morning. It was raining, yeah. So you got cooled off. Yeah, I got, yeah great perspective. <laughs> I got cooled off. <laughs> <laughs> Refreshed, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. So my sister was going to come and meet me at the end, but because of the rain, she couldn't get her kids out of the car. She's a little three-month-old. So they mm-hmm. actually tracked my location and came and found me on the road. Mind you, my headphones had just died, so I was being a grumpa dump. I'd gone back to that headspace. I'm like, I can't. How am I going to do this without my headphones? Um, so I actually saw her probably two miles before the end. And then just coming up on that finish line, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how you guys would describe it as runners. There's just something about that atmosphere of seeing the finish line and knowing what you just put your body and your mind through that getting to the end. I think what's the coolest part for me is watching people cheer for people they don't even know and watching people be excited for people they don't even know. As soon as I started sprinting, people started cheering louder, and I'm like, I don't even know any of you guys, and you're all (laughs) cheering for me. But you're like, yeah, I'm going to (laughs) go. Right, right, right. So I think just the camaraderie is the thing that I love most about finishing races. And even when we started the race, they actually had to start a little bit late because the head, head people of the marathon started coming. And it was cool just to see all of us ready to go, cheering for these people who were leading out that marathon um, and just the camaraderie even one point when I was walking somebody was coming up behind me and they're like you got this keep going and there's even though in my head I'm like oh I can't do this and I suck because I'm not going as fast as I want to do nobody else is thinking that about me they just want me to finish too because they're gonna finish I love that so mm-hmm. it's a little emotional <laughs> I mean like seriously it's I love teamwork like that <laughs> so this Saturday this last Saturday I was at Lodaja I was volunteering for Lodaja, and I was at one of the water stations. Lodaja is a bike race from Logan, Utah to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It's 208 miles. And the feed station that I was at, which I think it's funny that we call it a feed station, but (laughs) like cattle. Um, But we had the racers, so we had the faster group. And um, my job was to direct traffic. It was actually just a potty break. (laughs) <laughs> which is funny that we talked. You could see how fast people were trying to go so they could mm-hmm. keep their time. But um, you can see them coming in like they're dying. You know, they've just ridden 140 miles. Mm-hmm. And and they also had rain through mm-hmm. the morning parts. And um, me standing there cheering them on, we had music. Like, you could just see the energy that's brought in by someone they've never seen before, mm-hmm. an, an, an insignificant person. And um, there is just such a fun feeling about races and because they're not allowed to have music on course. They can't have anything in their ear. Yeah, they have to be fully aware of traffic around them and whatnot. And they 
maybe some of them will have it in a pack, but nobody I saw, none of the racers have any. And so to have that, they're like, can I take the music with me? And just to know, like, as a spectator that I was helping them in this 200-mile race, I am so dumb and emotional. (laughs) But, like, I was just like, I'm doing some good today. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's fun on both sides being a part of a race to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, remember, because we went to Melody and Jacob when they ran their 100, mm-hmm. and Meredith had the great idea to get, like, the towels and get them wet, and they, like, were so We had them dipped in ice. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. it is cool to be a, a spectator, and I think that, like, in a race, the thing that I love about it is I'm one of those weird people that don't have my headphones in because I'm just looking for that next person to talk to as long as somebody <laughs> talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the ladies in the pink. Yeah, right? And so, but, like, I love that, like, I've had these heart-to-hearts with all these people on the trails, mm-hmm. and you never really see them again. But, like, for that moment, for those miles, they were your person that got you through. Right, right. So. I think that's a good analogy for life, with life, too, of letting people help us, but also reaching out for help. So what are your future plans for marathons? I mean, we kind of asked it, too. Definitely want to do it again. Yeah, I definitely, my overall goal is to be able to keep training and keep running after this. Um, so my heart rate zones increased right before this race. I had told Steph that. So I'm stoked to keep running and keep seeing those Which little things. It's a big deal, guys. One of those little, yeah. those little accomplishments that made it worth it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that reminder. That's a big deal. <laughs> well, and um, don't revel is not just a big Cottonwood Canyon race, right? Isn't that uh, in, throughout across? It's a brand. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. brand. Okay, yeah. so they do it in it's other like states and whatnot. Down. So they do California. And cool. If you go to California, I'll yeah. go with you. I'll be your support group in California. Oh, I thought you meant you were gonna run it with me. Okay, I could probably do that. <laughs> I mean, if you keep talking to me like you are right now, I could run something. If I can do it, anybody can do it. I'm very <laughs> confident in that. <laughs> I love it. Um, so there's one last thing to wrap up that I want to talk about. Chelsea had um, a couple additions to her family this weekend. So tell us about your nieces and nephews. Oh, yes. Okay, so my little sister, Jenny, <laughs> just had two little twin girls. Oh. They're so cute. And she named them Emmy and Elsie. Um, and little Elsie, her full name is Elizabeth, but they're going to call her Elsie. They actually named her after my sister, Michelle, which I thought, uh, if anybody knows Michelle, Michelle just probably swears or something. That's why she's not been translated. But I just, <laughs> it was just, <laughs> no, really, if you guys know Michelle. But um, I just thought it was really cool and special for um, for both of them, for little, well, all three of them, for Elsie, for Michelle, and for my sister, Jenny. So, and my little niece, Claire, Jenny just came home from the hospital. So Claire is three and she's just older than the twins. She was feeding one of the babies this morning and she looked at Jenny and said, mom, do we really get to keep them forever? Oh my gosh. (laughs) And Jenny said back to her, well, yes, of course. And Claire's response, she just like squealed and got excited. (laughs) And I thought it was super cute. Because she's probably used to like cousins coming to visit and then gotta go home yeah yeah Yeah. so this is like a new thing for her to comprehend i love it and how many nieces and nephews do you have right now we're at 20 i'm at 24 and then we'll be at 25 in february my little brother just found out he's having a baby girl who'll be born in february jakes yes oh cute jake was on our soccer team too oh yeah that's right 
Yeah. 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 It was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, Chelsea, for coming and sharing with us. I took a lot of notes on that. Um, it really does sound like so much fun. So doable. <laughs> the thing is, I think as a person who doesn't run usually, um, I look at runners and I think, oh, I just want to be able to do that immediately. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> My throat just got dry. It's not emotional, guys. <laughs> it just took <laughs> off. But, like, there's a guy in my ward who ran for BYU, and he runs up 45th. John Cotter, and I'm like, if I could just do that, then I would do that. If I didn't have to go through the training. But I like hearing your story. I like hearing how Melody has you guys training, that it is something that's really doable and fun. And Well, and if I remember correctly, <coughs> you have said before that you wish that you in soccer you wouldn't have stopped. It's true. Because, like, soccer when she was, like, in junior high because she thinks she would have enjoyed running. So I mm-hmm. feel like there's this secret there's inside a of you. <laughs> there's a scene. And I got you to go running with me once. But and I did pretty good, huh? Yeah. I, I think that you want it, but you don't want to admit that you want it. I don't want to do the work for it. Let's be honest. You know what? The work is probably the funnest part, yeah. though, in all honesty. When I found out I'd increased my heart rate zones, I was like, wow, my little stupid running every day is done this much. So, Yeah. And what Steph's talking about is I played high soccer in high school, and I hated the running. It was junior high, but... Um, I hated I hated the running days that I would be like I got food poisoning on running days. I'd be like I'm out. <laughs> you used, like oh I'm on my period. <laughs> I don't know if I ever used that one, but I'm pretty conservative as a kid. But um, I totally use that now. Um, <coughs> but I had told Steph, sorry, <laughs> someone else talk for a second. You told her sorry. We don't know the story. We can't tell it. Oh, I know. I had told Steph, well, when one of my nieces was growing up, I had started thinking about, like, all the things I wish I had known when I was a teenager, kind of like the John By the Way book. And one of them would be, like, I wish I had known that running was fun. And I probably would have kept doing it. So now I tell my nieces who are in college and they don't do as much running, I'm like, keep it up. Don't lose it. You're going to be mad you lost it. So... I don't know. There could be a chance that I would run it with you next year. I mean, they just sent out a thing that if you sign up today, it's twenty dollars cheaper. <laughs> That's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole year away. It's a whole year away. And just think, <laughs> and just think, we can do downhill runs together once a week. That's like once a week commitment that you have to deal with me. Downhill. Downhill. Yeah, because I'm gonna rock that part. Um, when you guys say 80-20, is it the way you told me to c- calculate the heart rate? I'm guessing like you take your is, yeah, How do you calculate your... Do you know how she calculates your range, like your 80 range and your 20 range? I know she does it very scientifically. For metabolic but testing is what you get your... Oh, that's how she does it? Okay. There's other ways, but they're, from my understanding from asking her, it's just not as accurate okay. as metabolic testing. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe I'll take Mine's your way the and then way. do. So I'm not sure what the, like, how to get faster. Yeah. Mine's just all about, like, having a healthy heart. Mm-hmm. The zone that would keep, that keeps your heart healthy. Yeah. And that's, like, your age. That, uh-huh. 180 minus your age. 180 minus mm-hmm. your age. 
Cool. Okay. Well, thank you, Chelsea, for joining yeah, us today. I'm me. really grateful we got to talk about this with you and um, love goals. You know, we're obsessed over here. So, dream big, start small, act daily. See you guys. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Remnus Audio. If you also want to be accountable or record your journal or preserve your memories, head on over to remnusaudio.com and Steph here will take the hard work out of preserving your memories. Yeah, I will. And you don't have to put them on a podcast like we are to share with everyone every week. <laughs>